I'm Jonathan Del Turco, the lead pastor of International Family Church. Thank you for joining us today. If there's anything you need, we'd love to hear from you. Contact us at intlfamilychurch.com. Now here's today's message. Are you ready for today's message? Come on, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this great opportunity we have to be in church today. We believe it's a good thing to be in church because we're going to hear something that's life-giving, that improves our lives, that answers our questions, that, that, that encourages us, Father God, in the way that we each need it today. I believe this one word spoken, Lord, will be received in many ways today, exactly where we find ourselves, and we give you praise for it in advance. Thank you for changing us from the inside out. Thank you, Father God, for your will and your plan being clear in our lives today. We'll be so careful to give you all the honor, all the glory and praise. You're the only one that's worthy of it. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Again, welcome to part four in our six-week series, One Month to Live. And we are excited about this series. It's a very unique series. And we're challenging you in relationship to... If you only had one month to live, what would change? What would be different in your life? If you lived the next 30 days like they were your last 30 days, I believe that we would live our lives in a very different way, which begs the question, what are we waiting for? Let's do it now. If we knew there were certain things about our life that we would change, then that's the key. That's understanding that there are certain things that we just should go ahead and change in our lives. As I've told you each week, this is not a series about dying or death. It's a series about life and living. Living life life at a whole nother level of meaning and fulfillment. And I'm excited about being able to share that with you today. In the book that we're reading as a congregation, which is another unique part of this series, there are four major chapters that we are reading about. The first was live passionately. Second was love completely. The third is learn humbly, and the last is leave boldly. We've already discussed the first two, and last week was love completely, and today we're going to talk about learn humbly. Learn humbly. Now, I believe that this one is not only a challenging one, I believe it's going to challenge you right into being encouraged today. How many have ever been challenged and felt good about being challenged? There's about six of you, right? I believe that. I believe it's important that we are challenged in such a way that it motivates us and gives us joy in making sure that we can do this and do it God's way. People who face the end of their lives have remarkable humility. They have no choice but to depend upon others, which enables them to clearly rely on the people that are around them that they love, and learn from the circumstances that surround them. Here is our big takeaway for today. Here is where we're headed. Here's what I want you to go home with. Listen very carefully. Here's our big takeaway. God's ultimate goal for your life on earth is not comfort, but character development. It's not comfort, but character 
development. That's the important thing that we need to understand when we find ourselves in Christ, when we find ourselves making step towards growing in Christ, that we all learn is not about us being comfortable. It is totally about us developing our character. Amen. Learning humbly. How do we learn? And how do we take advantage of the lessons that we need to understand? We don't want to be guilty of growing older, listen, growing older, but not growing deeper, right? God wants us to grow deeper. God wants us to recognize that his plan and purpose for our lives is to continually be the best that we can be. Amen. To not be in that place where we're just getting, uh, you know, been around a long time without developing all that we need to learn. Amen. But it doesn't take a long time on earth to recognize, man, then we go through difficult seasons, don't we? It's not always easy, this growth process, this learning process, right? Many of us have, have gone through certain difficulties and we've passed the test with flying colors. Others of us, we've gone through difficulties and we didn't pass the test so well. I've been on both sides of that fence. How about you? Times where I said, yes, you nailed it, Jonathan. And then there's been the other times where I thought, what were you thinking, Jonathan? <laughs> right? Right? Same person, the same person who wants to be the best that they can be. Man, sometimes we just wonder, we're doing so good, and then we suddenly do things that we just wonder about, like, am I okay? It takes real humility to learn from our failures and pains. It takes real humility to take responsibility for our failures. It takes real humility not to blame others for our poor choices, right? And so we learn that learning humbly is the process of growing through problems and pain and not getting bitter and stuck because of them. Man, that's a good, good truth. It really is. I've learned and I've seen people who've gone through some of the most difficult times of their lives. And because of that, they get stuck there. They get bitter because of that. And we want to make sure that when we learn humbly, while we go through the challenging times of life, that we don't get stuck there. It's a process of learning, isn't it? It's a process of growth. It's a process of making sure that we constantly are reaching God's highest and best, even through the process. And we don't want you stuck we want you free. We don't want you bitter. We want you better. Amen. Am I in the right house today? There are no shortcuts to learning humbly. I wish there were. If they were, I would have discovered them by now. If they were, you'd have discovered them by now. Because we're always looking for a quicker way to get to our destination. Isn't that true? But we have to understand today that there are no shortcuts to learning humbly. Ephesians 4.22 makes it very plain. It says this, Take on an entirely new way of life, a God-fashioned life, a, God, a life renewed from the inside, working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces His character in you. Amen. See, when you learn humbly, when you're open to understanding that there is always a better way in God, there's always a growth process in God, right? We know that God will help us through this process. Learning humbly is not instant. It's not automatic. 
It's gradual. It's progressive, right? Character takes time to develop. It really does. It takes us years to grow into adulthood. It takes us years to understand that, that we need to allow us to mature. Even the fruit season, there is this gradual process to ripen fruit, and it doesn't happen overnight. And we need to recognize that's true. The same is true about our life. Growing in Christ, it takes time. Spiritual growth, like physical growth, takes time, right? When you try to ripen fruit quickly, you know what? It has no flavor. It has no flavor. In, in the United States, most of the tomatoes that are shipped are shipped when they are green so they don't bruise. They're unripened. And at the last time before they're out there, they're kind of gassed with CO2, which makes them turn red. So they look like they should taste good. But because they didn't ripen thoroughly on the vine, I mean, you know, they don't taste very good, right? They don't taste very good at all. And let me tell you something. Tomatoes that grow on the vine are delicious, right? Pastor Josh had a tomato garden last year, and he had more than enough, and he'd bring those tomatoes in, and they were like the sweetest tomatoes you ever tasted. They were awesome. Why? Because they were tomatoes that weren't grown in a hothouse. These were tomatoes that had that were exposed to bugs and rain, right? right? And, and the elements and, and the cold and so on and so forth. And tomatoes that are ripe uh, and delicious, that's a staple for us Italians. <laughs> Any Italians in the house? You get a nice ripe tomato that's juicy with a little mozzarella, right? Some basil. Some Italian seasoning, some extra virgin Italian olive oil, some Italian bread. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good for a long time, right? If that's all I ate. Insalata caprese, are you serious? There's nothing better. Nothing better. See, God wants us to make sure that we are not just hothouse Christians, right? That we're, we live our lives too secure. We live our lives in a place where we're not open to the elements. We're not open to growing. We're not open to God's highest and best. There's no flavor in us. God wants us tasty. But that takes character development. Amen. That takes character that we understand God's highest and best. See, we're concerned about how fast we grow. God is concerned about how strong we grow. Amen. We want everything quick. I know, I know my personality. I want to get from point A to point B as fast as I can. And I have the speeding tickets to prove it. <laughs> right? Um, I want to get as fast as I can from point A to point B. So that means in all of my life, I wanted everything to be quick. My growth process, everything about my character, everything about my call, everything about my family. Right? But it takes time. You can't do this without time. Amen. Growing in Christ is a process of being conformed to Christ. Christ likeness, which is our eventual destination, absolutely takes time. It lasts a lifetime. Today we're obsessed with speed, but God's more interested in strength. We we want swiftness. God wants stability. Amen. We want a quick fix, shortcut. We want to get to the point. 
We want on-the-spot solutions. We want the one sermon. We want the one experience. We want the one seminar. We want something that helps us to get beyond where we are. But real maturity is never a result of a single experience. As great as that experience is, right, it's a process with God. And we can't despise the process. Growth is gradual. Growth is a process, not an event. 2 Corinthians says this, 2 Corinthians 3.18, our lives gradually become brighter and brighter, more beautiful as God enters our lives and become, we become like him. Two questions I want to ask you this morning. Two questions that I believe that you've asked. I've been asked these questions. And I want to give you the answers to these questions because I believe it's going to help you tremendously in this process of learning humbly in this process of taking our lives to that next place, knowing that life is short, we want to grow and put in place everything necessary so that we can be God's highest and best. You ready for this? First question, why does it take so long? Ever thought that? Anybody ever thought that? That was a question, class. Yeah, of course you have. I have over and over again. And I've been at this a long time. Why does it take so long? And I know God can instantly transform us. There's no doubt. God could instantly, he is more than able to immediately the day I give my life to Christ to transform me into his image and and take all the sharp edges off and, and develop my character, right? He could do it immediately, but he does it slowly because it takes time. Just like the example of the children of Israel, God didn't allow them to possess the land overnight. It took the what? Little by little, the Bible said. Why? So that it wouldn't overwhelm them. Little by little, it took time to to take what was already theirs, but it took time to do it. Why does it take so long to learn and to change and to grow up? Well, there are several reasons. The first, I think, is pretty obvious. We're slow learners. Yeah, we're slow learners. We often have to relearn a lesson five times, 10 times, and some of us hard-headed ones, 20 times, 30 times, right? Over and over again, we got to learn this lesson. And, And we go through this lesson again, and we say, I thought I learned this already. I've been down this road before. I've been around this mountain before. Didn't I just pass that house a little while ago? right? We are in this place where it takes time because we are slow learners. And the Bible repeatedly gives us example of how quickly we forget the lessons God teaches us and we revert back to old patterns of life. We need repeated exposure. Another reason why it takes so long is we have a lot to unlearn. We have a lot to unlearn depending upon your background, depending upon your family's uh, experience, depending upon what you've gone through in life, depending upon what's been given and passed down from generation to generation, depending upon um, how religious we were, depending upon how difficult your life was, we have a lot to unlearn. There's no doubt about it. There's a lot of things about our life that we need to unlearn. Many people go to a counselor, whether pastoral or clinical, and we believe in both. And we sit down with them because we have a personal issue or a relational issue. And we basically say to the counselor, you got an hour. 
you got an hour to fix me, right? You got an hour to fix me. I want this thing done quick. I want this thing done smooth. I want this to be as least as painful as possible, right? Don't we all kind of feel that way? Yeah, we sure do. And we naively expect a quick solution to longstanding, deep-rooted difficulty, right? And since those problems, those old habits didn't take overnight to develop, they sure don't get fixed overnight. No, they don't. Now, the good news is what took 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, a lifetime, it seems, to get where we are, it's not going to take that long to, to, for God to help us to deal with those issues. Aren't you glad today? Amen. Thank God for that. Thank God that he knows exactly what we need, and he knows how to help us to grow in these areas. I wish there was a pill, but there is no magic pill. I wish there was a secret sauce, but there is no secret sauce. I wish there was a certain prayer or, or a certain book to read uh, that would undo the damage of, of many years, but it simply requires hard work. The Bible puts it this way, taking off the old self and putting on the new self. That's the challenge. That's what happens every day. We take off the old self and we put on the new that we have in Christ. Well, you were given a brand new nature the moment you gave your life to Christ, no doubt about it. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed, right? But you still have old habits and old patterns and practices that, that have to be removed, and so it takes a long time. Why does it take so long? Well, it takes a long time also because we're afraid to humbly face the truth about ourselves. Thank you for your enthusiasm this morning. Yeah, we're afraid to humbly face the truth about ourselves. We love denial. We love living in denial. We love thinking, oh, it's, it's no big deal. And denial is a big deal in our lives, especially when we know it's time to change. And while it's true that we're free, amen, that, that as that truth manifests, oftentimes before it gets better, it gets uncomfortable, Right? It gets uncomfortable. And you think, what? You want me to do what? You want me to forgive that person? You want me to grow up? What? You want me to give? You want me to change my attitude? And so oftentimes while we are free and, and we are in that place where we know that our nature has changed on the inside, oftentimes it gets a little bit more uncomfortable before it gets absolutely what we want because we have to face honestly our character or lack thereof. We have to face honestly the challenges of our life, what got us where we are. And it's challenging to do that, to humbly face the truth about ourselves, about our faults and failures and hang-ups, and, and we all have issues. How many know all God's people have issues, yeah. right? Anybody here have issues? A few honest few people here, right? Of course we do. It's part of the process. Amen. Welcome to a church full of issues. Amen. The pastor has issues. Did you know that? No, not my pastor. Right? See, you cannot grow without a humble, teachable attitude. Here's a big one. Growth is often painful and scary. Change is scary. Why? You've got to let go of old ways 
that you're familiar with to take on new ways you're not familiar with. Right? right. So it's tough. You've been living for yourself, and now, you, now we're supposed to be living for others. You've been thinking only about you. Uh, you've been living your life a certain way. We, we, we have certain neighborhoods that we were brought up in. There's a certain way of doing things. And, you know, we, we, we maybe had certain areas about our life that we thought were shortcuts, that we would do things even though they weren't great. They weren't necessarily all these things that are terrible for us. But when you want to grow and change, there are certain things about your life that you were used to but they weren't God's best. It takes time to change, right? These are areas that make us uncomfortable. We think, man, we've identified more with our issues than with where we are in Christ, right? I've always been this way. I've always been a hothead. I've always been stubborn. I've always wanted to do it my own way. I've always been insecure. I've always had this need to control. Right? And, and when we take more stock in what we used to be versus who we are to be in Christ, man, it's scary. It takes time. Right? It absolutely does. And, and why does it take so time? Here's another one. Because why? Because new habits take time to develop. They really do. They take time to develop. It takes time to be kind. It takes time to be honest. It takes time to be faithful. It takes time to grow in these areas. It takes time to recognize because habits take time to develop. It really does. There's only one way to develop a habit of Christ-like character. You got to practice them. Practice them. It takes time. There are no instant habits. 1 Timothy 4.15 says, practice these things. Devote your life to them so that everyone can see your progress. Amen. That's good. Devote your life to them so everyone can see your progress. If you're really growing, it's obvious to others. It really is. It's obvious. Others say, man, you've made some big changes. Wow, I didn't even recognize you. All the things that you used to do and the attitudes you used to have, see, others see our progress. Your wife should see your growth, husbands. Husbands, you should see your wife's growth. You should see friends' growth. You should see there should be people in our lives that say, man, you've come a long way, baby. Why? Because that's part of growing. Are you making progress for giving, loving, serving, blessing? Because there should be progress over time because repetition is the mother of character and skill. Wow. First question, why does it take so long? Well, you might like this one better. Second question, how do I cooperate with God? Ever think about that? I want to grow in Him. How do I cooperate to do this? Well, number one, believe God is working in your life even when you don't feel it. We can, get, we can get down on ourselves so quick when we don't feel like we're really growing, right? Or we don't see it. Or we are in difficult places and challenges of life. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, Everything on earth has its own time and its own season. It's tedious. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it, except we have to understand this gradual growth for improvement. 
I've learned that a tree cannot grow deep and tall at the same time. Did you know that? It can't grow deep and tall at the same time. There's either a work underneath the soil, amen, your root systems are getting deeper, or up top, the leaves, the branches, you're growing. But, but you're growing whether you realize it or not. And in your walk with God, there's more growth happening than you understand. There's more things happening on your behalf because God loves you, amen, and he wants to help you and be in that place where over time you are gradually changing, even if you don't feel it, even if you don't see it. The good news is that you're learning and you're growing and everything on earth has its time and season. How do I cooperate with God? Here's a big one that I, I use. Keep a notebook or journal of lessons learned. I believe that's important. When God speaks to you, write it down. That's how we cooperate with God. Either digitally or in your, in your notebook or somewhere, write it down. When God speaks to you, my wife is so faithful that when God speaks to her, she writes it down. Why is that so important? Because you don't forget them. You don't have to relearn them. You can go over it and over it and over it and be in that place where you are constantly growing and being who you need to be in God. And the reason we must learn these lessons is because we forget them. We're not faithful to write them down. I would encourage you to write down the things that God speaks to you, whether on a Sunday morning or in your time of prayer or your family devotions or whatever it is. Hebrews 2.1 says, it's crucial that we keep a firm grip on what we've heard so that we don't drift off. Man, that's so important. Another one that's crucial is be patient with God and with yourself. Amen. Be patient. Be patient. The service is almost over. <laughs> Are you here? I believe with all my heart that patience with yourself and with God is a huge, huge step. Amen. One of life's frustrations is that God's timetable is rarely the same as ours. Right? Have you ever heard say, God speak to your heart and say, this will happen soon? Ever heard that? And you're thinking, soon will be great, like 3.15 this afternoon? That would be nice, right? When God's soon is not necessarily the same as our soon. But God is never late, but he's always on time. Amen. Be patient with God. Be patient with yourself. See, there's no easy steps to maturity. There's no secret to instant sainthood. And God, when he wants to make a mushroom, he does it overnight. But when he wants to make a giant tree, oak tree, man, he'll take 100 years. Which one represents you? Which one represents us? The desire for something super quick or the desire for stability and, and process of change? James 1.4, I believe, really puts it in perspective for us. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play to do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking nothing. Isn't that good news? Man, I love that. I would encourage you today, endurance, steadfastness, patience. That's the call of the hour when we learn humbly. It absolutely is. And last but not least, let's do this. Let's understand, don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. It takes time to develop and grow. And when Habakkuk became depressed because when he didn't think that God was, was working and acting quick enough, 
God had to say to him in Habakkuk 2.3. Very important. These things I plan won't happen right away. Slowly, steadily, surely the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. It, it, if it seems slow, do not despair, for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. Isn't that good news today? I pray that it encourages you because don't let the process, amen, discourage you because God knows how exactly to bring it to pass. He knows how to help you and amen, that it will not be overdue a single day. It won't be late, all that God promised you, all that God wants to do in your life. It'd be great for us to have a, a t-shirt that we would wear and that t-shirt would say on the front of it, please be patient, God's not finished with me yet. Wouldn't that be great? One reason it would be great, it would warn the people that are, your, that, that are in your life, uh, you know, I'm not quite where I need to be yet, right? There might be some things coming out of my mouth that might not be edifying. Be patient with me yet. Be patient with me, please. God's not finished with me yet. There's an issue in our life. See, understand, you are a masterpiece in process. You are a masterpiece in progress. Say to your neighbor, I'm a masterpiece in progress. Say it to somebody else, I'm a masterpiece in progress. God's not finished with me yet, so keep on moving forward and keep on trying, keep on standing, keep on believing. Amen. My dad used to say all the time, even a snail reached the ark by persevering. Right? Sounds like something dad would say. The verse of all verses that I feel puts all this together for us as we, as we learn humbly is Philippians 1, 6. It's a great verse. Let me close with this verse today. I'm sure that God who began the good work within you, you will keep right on helping. You will keep right on helping you grow in His grace until His task within you is finally finished. And on that day when Jesus Christ returns. How many know there's a good work going on inside of you? How many believe that today? Put your hand on your heart and say, there's a good work going on inside of me. It might not feel like it sometimes. You might wonder where it is. You might wonder what in the world's going on. Why is this taking so long? What's happening in my life? God is, there's a good work that he's doing in your life. He's going to do it right up to the day of Jesus Christ, right up to his return. Why? Because he wants this good work in you to be something that absolutely changes us from the inside out and that we have God's highest and best in our lives. Remember our big takeaway today. Remember where we started. God's ultimate goal for your life on earth is not comfort, but character development. That takes a humble attitude. It really does. And I believe that when you recognize that's true today, you'll see that God is really at work in our lives. He really is. That's what I love about the process. That's what I love about you that are committed to coming to church and growing and going through next steps and being a part of a life group and being a part of the process and recognizing this is your family. This is the area where we can all commit ourselves to this task of learning humbly and being the best that we can be. Amen. Our best days are ahead of us. In fact, our best days are right now. They're not just ahead of us. I believe that we can live them out every single day 
as we put our trust in Him, as we stand our ground and believe God for His highest and best today. Amen? Amen. Did you learn something today? Come on, let's stand to our feet. Why don't you raise those hands towards heaven today and just begin to thank God for His goodness. Thank Him for His faithfulness. Thank Him for His loving kindness. Lord, we bless you today. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice to Him today. Honor Him and magnify Him. Lord, we love you. We bless you and magnify you today. Oh, you're so awesome in this place. Thank you, Father. We lift our voice to you today. We honor you today. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, I hear from so many people, and they really oftentimes get very discouraged by the process of growing in Christ. And they feel like, I, I'm not cut out for this. I, I can't be a Christian. I, I'm so um, bound by my past or old habits or old ways of thinking. I just want to encourage you today. You are a lot stronger than you think you are. You're a lot farther down the road than you think you are. And you need to be, know today that you're doing a much better job than you think you're doing. Well, I know the devil loves pointing out our failures and our mistakes and that one time we blew it, we shouldn't have said it the way we did and, and we got angry and, and, and did some things and, and a situation occurred and got ourselves in trouble. But you know, I've learned over a process of time that there once was a time in your life where those things were happening like every other week or every day, then every other week, then once a month, then two months, every two months. The process, you are growing because there are less and less of those opportunities. While they're discouraging, they're not near infrequent, as frequent as they once were, right? That's a great sign that you're growing in Christ. This takes time. Be patient. Don't don't despise the process. God knows what He's doing. God's hands upon your life. And I just want to encourage you today. Amen. Open up your heart. Let God continue this wonderful work of grace to build your character and to make you strong and to make you stable because it's not just you at stake. It's generations of people that are at stake. It's your children that are at stake. It's your children's children. The choices you make right now to grow in Christ and to change, amen, that's for not just only right now. Amen. It'll benefit you right now, but it'll open the door for God's highest and best for a very long time in your life. How many agree today? Amen. Thank you, Father. Come on, raise those hands one more time. And Father, we dedicate ourselves to learning humbly. We dedicate ourselves, Father God, to being a better wife and a better husband and a better young adult and a better teenager and a better friend. We dedicate ourselves, Father God, we want to do this your way. We thank you for helping us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for encouraging us. We're not going to get, we're not going to despise this process. Thank you, Father God. We know that your highest and best is right here for us. And we know, Lord God, that you have great things in store. We want this dream to come to pass. We want your blessing and increase in our lives. We thank you for, Father. We believe that you're doing a great work in our lives. And we'll continue the process in Jesus' name. With every head bowed, please, before I let you go today, I want to make sure that Jesus lives inside of your heart today. That's where the greatest change happens is when 
Jesus enters into your hearts. Your sins are forgiven. A brand new nature, a new beginning comes into your life. And that's how we begin the process of growing in Christ. But we need to start first things first by making sure that Jesus lives in your heart today, that you declare him as your Lord and Savior and ask him to forgive you from your sin. That's the first step of no longer just doing it your way, but now God and you together. The Holy Spirit and you together become partners in this growth process, not just you hustling all by yourself. Thank God for Jesus today. He died for you so you could live a brand new life. Your day, you'll say, Pastor Jonathan, I don't know this Jesus. I want to know him. I want you to pray for me today. And I'm not going to embarrass you or ask you to come forward, but I want you to acknowledge your need for him today by your upraised hand saying, Pastor, pray for me. I do need Jesus today. Whether you're in the room or joining us online, I want you to do that today. Say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me today. Here's my hand upraised. Here's my heart. I'm ready to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Anybody here at all today? Say, I'm ready to do that, Pastor. Anybody else? Yes, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. I see it. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Over here on the side, thank you. God bless you. You can put those hands down. Thank you. Anybody else? God bless you today. Yes, over here. God bless you. Thank you. Awesome today. Thank you for new beginnings today. Thank you for a brand new start today. Anybody else will say, that's me, Pastor. I'm ready for a brand new start, a brand new beginning. I'm ready to give my life to Christ today. Anybody else today? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, bless God today. What a good day to be in church today. Amen. What a good day to see people's lives change. What a good day to see miracles happen in people's lives today. What a good start for you. Amen. Let's all pray this prayer together. You that are online, you that are here in the room, those of you who raise your hand today, let's pray this prayer. Let's all of us pray it together as one big family. Father, in Jesus' name, I need you, Jesus. I need my sins forgiven. I want a brand new life, a brand new start. I can't do this by myself. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. But you didn't stay dead. You're alive and well. I ask you to come into my heart and make me alive. Forgive me from my sin. I denounce my past and I will live for you all the days of my life. I declare you as my Lord, as my Savior. Thank you for changing me today from the inside out. I receive by faith this new life, this gift of salvation, I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Amen. Wow, what a message you heard today. You can't walk away from that without the desire to grow and make some adjustments. Here's a great question. In what area of your spiritual growth do you need to be more patient and persistent? And what is your action plan moving forward? Well, thanks again for listening. Make it a great week.